Hello and welcome to our Midweek Wednesday Devotional. I'm going to think about seven things or affirmations or teachings of Scripture that we can put into practice. It's been interesting to read that people have been thinking about putting these into practice now during the COVID-19 pandemic. But these are things I think are for practical everyday living and for the true Christian to live by every day of life, pandemic or no pandemic. But here are some of the thoughts that I want to put in front of you, particularly at this time of crisis and concern, but also for daily living, because the things that are happening now at this moment in time, they're also part and parcel of people's daily living as well. So the first thing is not to give way to worry, fear, or worst case scenarios, or overthinking. Jesus said not to worry more often than anything else in his teachings. In the scriptures, God says to fear not, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 26 and verse 27. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. Yet your loving heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? So God provides for the birds who don't work for their existence. God provides for them. So he will provide for us and our every need. And we can't add any extra time to our lives, perhaps maybe even shorten it, by being worrying or fearful or overthinking and overconcerned. So God's word calls us to redirect our fears and worries, to replace them with the rich promises of his word. Remembering, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean it on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Perhaps, as I've been speaking over these last number of weeks, I recommend you to go back to a reread. And every time we reread God's word, something new comes to us. Look at Psalm 23, Psalm 27, Psalm 34, and Psalm 46 for a start. The Psalms are a wonderful place because they express the psalmist's humanness, the same as our humanness. Secondly, look for the silver lining. Psalm 118 verse 24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it. Be thankful to God for each and every day that he gives you, for your mercies of a night's rest and the refreshment and assurance of his presence with you for a new day. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 24, 23-24 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. Yes, lockdown can be difficult and is proving difficult for some more than others. Those with depression, mental health issues, the fear of an increase in domestic abuse and child abuse. So far, those people uh, would find it difficult to look for a silver lining in the situations of life. But we can pray for them, for protection from further abuse or harm. We can pray for them to become aware of God's presence and peace with them. But always look in situations in your own life for the silver lining, the good things that God has blessed you with and will continue to bless you with. And then I will feed my spiritual diet. We all need a healthy diet and we're often talked about having a healthy diet. But our relationship with God, our spiritual lives need a healthy diet as well. We can't control events around us. We can control our actions and we can take precautions, as we've been told 
during this lockdown. We have to look for direction in order to combat the virus and reduce its harmful effects. And so we need to do the same for our souls. We need to take care of them, our inner being, the part that lives on when we die. We need to feed our souls on the milk and meat of God's word. Peter says, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation and that you may have tested that the Lord is good. God is good. We need God every day in our lives. We need to grow up just as a baby grows up, takes milk and then takes meat. So we need to begin our relationship and develop our relationship beginning on the simple milk of God's word and developing it more and more as we read God's word. Deuteronomy tells us in chapter 6, Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. So we are to spend time in God's word. We could read Psalm 119, for example, and the last part of it uh, speaks about the various words that are used to describe God's word, the Bible, and what they can do for us. So I recommend you sometime when you have a few moments spare, and I know you have lots of spare moments now and wonder what to do sometimes, turn to Psalm 119, particularly the last part of it, where it talks about the various words to describe God's word. We are to spend time in prayer. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, he told them parables, how to continue to pray in the parable of a friend at midnight, for example. God is more willing and able to hear and answer our prayers than any human being is. We're told in God's word to ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Paul in all his letters spoke about always praying. He said how he always prayed for all the various churches and he ordered the churches and Christians in the various churches to pray without ceasing. And perhaps the greatest example is Jesus, the very Son of God, who you would have thought did not need to depend upon God, but yet he showed us how he needed to depend upon his Father, how he spent time away from the crowds with his Heavenly Father to have his wisdom, his guidance and direction for his work. And then worship. Worship means giving God his worship, his place, our respect to him as our loving Heavenly Father who cares for us. We are to look at God and see who he is and what he's done for us. We can do this in two ways, by spending time in God's word and in prayer. But in worship, we can spend time listening to hymns or Christian songs because they can help us to focus upon God, because they minister God's word to us in song, whether it be a group or an individual. So I recommend you to get uh, some CDs of uh, Christian music or perhaps if you can go online, you can use your uh, laptops to get into uh, various sites for Christian music. And secondly, we worship God by the way we live our lives. If we are Jesus' disciples and followers, we should be showing the way we live our lives, our attitudes, our character, behaviour to the world around us. We can show that we have been with Jesus as the early church saw about the disciples. And we can show that he is a very important part of our lives by the way we live our lives. We give God our worship by the way we live our lives. We give God worship by spending time and listening to Christian music. Then remember to give thanks. Count your many blessings. 
name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. That's what the hymn says. When life's billows are testing us and tossing us, we can still count our blessings, and God will continue to bless us, and we need to give him thanks at all times. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. All circumstances, not just the good times, not the happy times, but even the bad times, the sad times, the difficult times, the times of trial and the times of fear. All circumstances, God's will is we give him thanks. We honour and glorify him because of who he is and what he is and can do for us. James chapter 1 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God provides everything, so we give him thanks for that. Psalm 103 we thought about a short time ago. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all is in me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soll and forget all his benefits. We give thanks for all our benefits, all the blessings God has given us from right within the depths of us, giving thanks not just with our lips, but from our hearts and from our souls. I'm sure you can draw personally your own list of things that you can give thanks for today, but especially today we can give thanks for God who loves us and cares for us and who takes care of us in these very difficult and trying times of uncertainty about the future, but also for the greatest gift of all, his son Jesus Christ, and the salvation we can find through faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 15 says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And how can I help? During the pandemic, there's been many ways which people have given practical help to the socialised, those and lower incomes, Fundraising for charities like the National Health Service. We are called in scripture to do good and distribute for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. We are called to love our neighbour as ourselves and by the way we treat them we show God's love and our love for them. And what we do for them is important because it can speak to them more volumes about Jesus and his love. So how can I help? By being a living out the Christian faith by being kind and good to those around us and resolve to pray. Pray for our political leaders, for the medical people, especially research scientists who are seeking to find a vaccine to combat this deadly disease. We can pray for God to bless all the new means that the church are using now to reach and bring the good news of the gospel. There are many encouraging news about the number of people who are praying and who are now linking into church services by the various new social media means that have been used to bring the good news of Jesus Christ, to bring a message of comfort and encouragement to the fearful, the needy, uncertain and searching people in this world. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 18, Again I tell you, if two or few on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. So we're to pray in accordance with God's will, seeking God's will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that 
the Son may be glorified through the Father. So we are to pray. We're to pray for God to bless our country, bless our leaders, bless all those around us who are in need and to pray for them in each and every day to know God's presence with them. We're to call upon the Lord while he may be found and we're to seek him with all our heart. So we are to pray. I already mentioned that in our own uh, personal lives we're helping our spiritual diet but also our prayer shouldn't be self-centred. It should be for others and those others who are in need and for all who need our prayers. It's easy to sit down and think about the many people who are involved in various aspects of life at this time and how they've tried to keep a sort of semblance of normality in the world around us. So we can pray for all who need us and need God's help. And finally, we are to think about Jesus Christ and how important he is. We must come to a place in our lives we realise we can't live life at our own strength. We need a helper for daily life. But important as this is, we need to think about how we need someone for our eternal life, for life beyond this life. Very clearly, these last number of weeks have reminded us about our mortality and the frailty of our lives. How quickly we can be well one moment ill with a deadly virus and be dead in a very short time. We have always lived life in the midst of life we are in death, of whom we seek but you, O Lord. We are living life every day in this line of death or life. And we have to choose today whether we want a saviour who will be with us now and also in the future grant us eternal life. A saviour who has loved us and proved his love by giving himself to death on a cross. We need at this time, and indeed if there was no pandemic, we would still need to turn to Christ, to admit our sins, believe only he can save us, confess them to him, and then when we do so, repent of our sins, we are declared forgiven. We got God's free gift of eternal life and a sure and certain place in heaven. And then we can begin to live for him each day, going out and living by our lives and then by our lips to our neighbours and our friends and all around us. We can enter into a relationship now with Jesus Christ and we begin to serve him now. This is the important thing in this time and we are concerned about many issues and people are concerned about many issues upon this life. But we need to be concerned about the issues beyond this life as well because God provides for us now but he's provided more importantly for our eternal security and safety in Jesus Christ and him alone. So I put these few thoughts to you in our devotion this time. I haven't focused on a particular passage but as I read this uh, article a few weeks ago, it struck me perhaps were some things we could share and think about at this time of uncertainty and fear and crisis. But there are also things, as I've said at the beginning, 
we should be applying to our daily living and life even there was no COVID-19. Let us pray. Our gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day and for all your many blessings to us. We thank you for the wonderful weather you've provided at this time, for the beauty of the world around us, for the freshness of creation and all your many blessings to us. We thank you that indeed your great faithfulness is new to us every morning and you're ever present with us. We thank you that you are in control of the situation. Sometimes, Heavenly Father, it seems as if, as if we're not you're not in control and we don't know where to turn or what to do, that everything's spying out of control. But we thank you, Father, that you have a plan unclear to us, but you have a purpose in the midst of all these things, that you are in the midst of us, just as you were at the beginning and you will be at the end of this pandemic. We thank you for all your many blessings to us. Thank you for all those who are looking after those who are ill medically. We thank you for the research scientists and we pray that you bless and be with them, protect them, grant them guidance to provide a new vaccine to combat this deadly disease. So we thank you, Father, for all who are seeking to give a semblance of normality, the essential people working for our daily needs, the shopkeepers, the police, the ambulance drivers, and all others in the essential services. We pray that you continue to bless them and grant your protection from the disease. We thank you, Father, for all the ways in which we can enjoy you and enjoy a relationship with you that you have provided through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that he loves us and he cares for us. He's proved that by dying on the cross. Help us to show our thanks and our love by giving our lives to him and seeking to live for him in each and every day. So, Father, we thank you for your many blessings and we pray now that you continue to be with us in the remainder of this week and guide and direct us in all things to seek your will and to follow your way. In Jesus' name. Amen.